Robots Radio. Games. Lore. Stories. Community. Just press play. Welcome to the Fallout Lorecast. The podcast that explores the boundaries of our knowledge about the world of Fallout. Wastelanders and adventurers, welcome back to the show. And before we get into today's episode, a huge happy fifth birthday to Fallout 76. I don't know if you saw the big parade events that happened on uh, Twitch. It was actually just yesterday as of the time I'm recording this. And uh, it, it was awesome. Uh, so big shout out to the devs and to Ken from the Chad podcast and everybody else who worked on putting together such a wonderful community thing with so many people highlighted, so many different creators, so many different uh, floats and artistic in- expressions and music uh, all centered around Fallout and Fallout 76 to celebrate the fifth birthday and to raise money for Fallout for Hope. So that is a thing that's going on. It's the end of the year. This is something that uh, the community has done, also led by Ken uh, from the Chad podcast. So if you're looking for ways to contribute getting closer to the end of the year, I will have a link in the show notes where you can donate some money. So but just big, big shout out. I, I thought today's episode, it would be fun to do a look forward because it's been five years since Fallout 76 came out. Fallout 76 launched just a few months before I launched this podcast, which means that we are almost through our fifth year. It's crazy to think about how much time has changed and how much that has changed my life, especially with all of you being here listening to the show. So thank you for all of that. So today's episode, I wanted to dig into the next big update for Fallout 76. We're going to Atlantic City. And this is exciting because this is a new place that we haven't been to in the lore before. And they've been doing some things to reveal what's going on. It's currently in the PTS, the public test servers, if you don't know what PTS is. And I know a lot of you are waiting for it to actually launch. I am as well. I'm not jumping into the PTS, but we do know some things about Atlantic City, what's going to be going on there and the background to the world and and what's going on with all of that, thanks to some information that was put out by Bethesda. So we're going to be looking into this and a little bit into the history of Atlantic City and why it is a an interesting location to go to. So that's today's episode. It's it's a thanks for being here. Fallout 76. Thank you for continuing to improve and add content. And thanks for where we're going in the future, because it it's exciting. And I love more lore, especially in this world. So let's dig into it. So if you're a fan of the film noir influences in Fallout, then it seems like Atlantic City might be leaning into that, which is which is a lot of fun. Nick Valentine, gangsters and crime and gambling and even has a little bit of that New Vegas flavor with the uh, casino aspect. This could be fun. So what do we know so far about Atlantic City? Well, according to let's let's just start with some of the things that Bethesda has put out there. According to one of their updates, this is from November 3rd, Fallout 76 Atlantic City PTS update and highlights notes. Our latest iteration of the public test server transports you to Atlantic City. 
explore the boardwalk, meet new friends and foes, and more. We hope you will join us in trying out this new content and are very interested in your feedback and the bug report. So this is something, if you play on PC, you can jump into. Uh, there are details about how to do that online if you're looking for getting involved with that. This is what it says next. Welcome to Atlantic City. Try your luck at the casino, marvel at underwater sights, and enjoy the endless entertainment of the boardwalk. This update brings a new explorable area to Fallout 76, new expeditions, enemy groups, and more. All right, so expeditions kind of like the pit. Uh, these are quests that you are going to go on in this new environment, which sounds interesting. What is there? Well, we've got tax evasion billy belt buckles first of all wonderful name especially for a gangster the mafia's accountant needs your help cooking the books if you can catch the drift a little smudge in the books here some misplaced money over there whatever you can do to avoid paying dues to the showman and munis death and taxes wait for no one and being terrified of conflict means billy will need your help on a regular basis so, all right, so we're helping cook the books with the mafia, it seems. And then there's this one, the most sensational game. Come one, come all to the most sensational game. Step right up and see if you have what it takes to survive a deadly race against the infamous Batsuri twins, B-A-T-S-U-U-R-I, like a last name. Navigate this perilous race carefully. Danger is around every corner, not only in the form of obstacles, but in your opponents as well. Survive until the finish line and be crowned the boardwalk's newest sensation. So they're they're playing on this whole gangster casino kind of thing, but also this idea of it being a kind of a boardwalk and a lot of these other fun things that you can do, games that you can play, things like that. And it includes locations like the Neapolitan Casino. It says here, try your luck at the casino, win big at various games such as roulette and lucky dice. So that seems fun. And then there's the boardwalk itself. Home of the showman, the boardwalk offers deadly entertainment and the famous underwater aquarium of the Atlantic. That's an interesting point. The underwater aquarium. This seems like one of those opportunities, kind of like in Nuka World, where you have creatures that were in a zoo that ended up, of course, mutated and turned into all sorts of terrible things. So is, is that some of what we're going to see as well? I don't know. They go into a little bit about the factions here. There's the showman, which was just mentioned. These are performers and entertainers of all kinds who provide entertainment for the city. They are obsessed with self-actualization and will go to dangerous and even fatal lengths to achieve it. What? <laughs> okay. Uh, I think they're playing kind of on the whole carny thing, maybe? Like, I, people who tend to work at these kinds of events that... I don't know if it's derogatory or not to say carny. I think that's something that they actually claim and kind of own they it's like a people now i'm now i'm gonna get people writing me letters i can't believe you talked about carnies like that um i think you understand what i'm trying to say people who work for these kinds of things these kinds of uh entertainment locations and festivals and traveling uh fairs and those kinds of things right i, I think they're going with that but these people at this specific one are uh kind of out there i think is kind of the point uh, then there's the municipal government. These hardworking citizens keep the day-to-day -day of Atlantic City running, and they're not afraid to get their hands dirty to collect taxes. I wonder if this is who you will be going against 
for the tax evasion quest line or do you end up making decisions where you actually work with them? Are they a corrupt government? Is there a reason why evading taxes may be the right thing to do? I guess we're gonna have to find out. And then there's the family. Based out of the casino quarter, these mobsters are in charge of vice, chems, and gambling in the city. I'm guessing that's not necessarily a good thing. And again, I'm getting those kind of Nuka-Cola vibes of this is the group that ended up in charge of a an, an old location that is now still kind of doing its own thing, sort of. I guess we're going to have to find out. So what about the enemies? What enemies are showing up here? There are the overgrown. These are chaotic and mysterious. These nature-based enemies have only one mission in mind, to spread. Sounds like plants? Almost like we're getting more of that whole, I don't know, that, that whole plant thing that is a part of Fallout 76's lore with the mutations in the overgrown vault getting out of control. But this is in a different location. So this may be other types of mutated plants, maybe, uh, that are now sentient or maybe they are just dangerous and growing and spreading too quickly that could be a thing then there's lesser devil a new predatory cryptid that hunts in packs and uses both powerful melee attacks and projectiles okay so atlantic city is in new jersey the jersey devil the lesser devil Seems like a fun connection there. And if you look them up, they appear to be these, I don't know, mutated wolf-like creatures. They look very dangerous. Not quite death y in size, but maybe a little bit smaller. Potentially move around in packs and things like that. So that's terrifying. Wonderful. Also, it just occurred to me while I'm recording this right now that New Jersey is known as the Garden State and to have a plant-based, like nature-based garden creature that's spreading too much might be a fun twist on that concept. So there you go. Maybe there's some background for that. Now, this article doesn't stop there. You can go read it. It's up on the Bethesda website, and it talks about some of the other changes coming to Fallout 76, uh, a bunch of bugs fix, bug fixes, and new daily quests, and a whole bunch of other stuff. So go read that if you're into all of the nitty-gritty details about that. But this show is mostly focused on the lore. So for those of you who are not familiar with Atlantic City, it is a famous location on the East Coast of the United States, right, in Virginia. And it has a reputation that's kind of similar to Las Vegas without all of the, I don't know, the expansive growth in the desert and all of that, because it was a place that people would go to vacation. There's a beach, there's a lot of gambling, there's casinos and adult entertainment in the area. It became a big tourist destination back in the early 20th century and became known as America's Playground. And since then, hasn't been as popular, I would say, but maybe I just need to go visit because I haven't been to Atlantic City and I'm sure some people still go there all the time for all sorts of fun stuff. But here, let's take a look at a little bit of the history of the area to find out how this jives potentially with a fallout future. According to the Wikipedia page, and I'm just going to pull out little snippets about the history of Atlantic City that I find interesting. Atlantic City, sometimes referred to its initials AC, is a Jersey Shore seaside resort city in Atlantic County in the U.S. state of New Jersey. Located in South Jersey on Absecon Island, 
the city is prominently known for its casinos, nightlife, boardwalk, and Atlantic Ocean beaches and coastline. Atlantic City inspired the U.S. version of the board game Monopoly, I bet you didn't know that, which uses various Atlantic City street names and destinations in the game. New Jersey voters legalized casino gambling in Atlantic City in 1976, and the first casino opened two years later. Atlantic City had been the home of the Miss America pageant for almost a century, from 1921 to 2004, which returned there from 2013 to 2018. So a traditional kind of vacation place off, off the coast of the Atlantic where people would go hang out with their families eventually becomes a casino spot and lots of other events go there. It was a very popular and famous location, especially for people up in the Northeast to go vacation and do things like that. And I would assume mostly because of its proximity to locations like New York City or Washington, D.C. It's also not too far from West Virginia. So it makes sense that you could incorporate this as a fallout location for Fallout 76. So it was founded in the 1800s. There's this whole early development period of time and all of that stuff. But one of the most interesting time periods is the prohibition area. This is the 1920s when alcohol was prohibited. And of course, people found ways around that. It was very popular. It got voted in as an amendment to the Constitution, I believe. And then everybody hated it. So it, it didn't last too long. Anyway, so here we go. Prohibition area in the 1920s with tourism at its peak are considered by many historians as Atlantic City's golden age. During prohibition, which was enacted nationally in 1919 and lasted until 1933, only 14 years. Much liquor was consumed and gambling regularly took place in the back rooms of nightclubs and restaurants. The term speakeasy would absolutely apply here. So there's, of course, crime and other things that the community ends up dealing with because of all of that and the people involved, the uh, nightclub owners slash potential mafia people who were doing part of this. And then, of course, the people who are part of the government who are trying to clear that out or, you know, and I'm sure it's not all black and white. But uh, we move forward in time to the 1930s to the 1960s, and we end up in what is considered the nightclub era. According to the Wikipedia article, it says, the 1930s through the 1960s were a heyday for nightclub entertainment. Popular venues on the white populated South Side, and this is now giving a distinct perspective on segregation here, but uh, the white populated South Side included the 500 Club, the Clicket Club, and the Jockey Club. On the North Side, home to African Americans in the racially segregated city, a black entertainment district reigned on Kentucky Avenue, four major nightclubs, Club Harlem, the Paradise Club, Grace's Little Belmont, and Wonder Gardens drew both black and white patrons. During the summer tourist season, jazz and R&B music could be heard in the into the wee hours of the morning. Soul food restaurants and rib joints also lined Kentucky Street, including Wash's Restaurant, Jerry's, and Saps. So like many American cities, you end up with this whole segregation thing, but then the blending of the different cultures and the emergence of music and art and food and all sorts of wonderful things that come from terrible things, which we've talked about on the show before, and plays into the culture 
underneath Fallout, the kinds of music that we listen to in Fallout, the uh, the American vibe and all of that history is all part of this location, which makes it an interesting place. So time moves on. And by the 1970s, 1976, they legalize gambling. And this changes the city again. Many of the hotels adjusted to that change by very quickly incorporating gambling on their premises. They also started doing things like hosting boxing fights and the other kinds of sports events that you would actually gamble on. Sports betting became a really big thing and is still something that happens there. As recent as 2017, there was a whole court case about the legalization of sports betting and and how that could affect the city. So that's the background. That's the city that is now moving into the future of Fallout that we will be experiencing. I got to go take a break and thank our patrons. But after the break, we're going to take a look at the developer's diary that Bethesda put out with some more information about what's going on in Atlantic City. So don't go anywhere. Hello there, old chap. Good to see another of General Atomic's finest still eager to serve. Welcome to the middle of the show and welcome to our newest patron, Marin W. Thank you for signing up. I hope you were enjoying the ad-free episodes. And thank you to all 81 of our current patrons. I hope you are all enjoying everything that you're getting. The new t-shirts and stickers. Uh, those of you who have signed up to join us on the Patreon chats, which will be coming up again in, let's see, two weeks. The 29th this is the last Wednesday of this month. That's when we're doing it. Wednesday, the 29th, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. If you'd like to join us, you still have time to sign up in order to be part of that. And, uh... We also have to shout out our Sentry Bots, Germinator and Sky R. Thank you for your support. Thank you to everybody who supports the show. I, I've mentioned this every time, but I couldn't do it without you. And I really do appreciate it. We also have a new review that came in from Wanted Jack on Apple Podcasts. And just a reminder, if you leave a five-star review, I will read it out on a future episode. This one says, awesome, love it. I cannot recommend this enough to anyone if you are a lover of Fallout and learning the lore behind it. Tom is the guy to do it. I've been playing since Fallout 3 and I've learned things that I've never looked into or heard of until I came across this. And man, I was hooked from the beginning. Thank you, Tom, for putting so much dedication and time into this. Much love. Well, thank, thank you, Wanted Jack. Much love to you as well. Awesome. Thank you, everybody, for your support. You can also rate the show on Spotify. You can tell your friends all of that good stuff. But we've got to get to the rest of the details that we know about Atlantic City. So here we go. If you have any questions about Nuka World, I'd be delighted to answer them. All right, welcome back. Now, what does Bethesda's marketing have to say about Atlantic City? Here, let's take a listen. With Fallout 76, we've explored Appalachia. We return to the fan-favorite city of Pittsburgh and soon we'll be showing our cards with an all-new location, Atlantic City. Since we announced Atlantic City at the Xbox Showcase last June, we've upped the ante with so much great content that we're splitting it into two releases. Today, I'm excited to share that the first update of Atlantic City will be available on December 5th. Atlantic City says stack the deck with new content, including new locations, new factions, new creatures, new missions, and new rewards. Plus a flush casino where our wastelanders can test their luck. You won't have to wait until December to roll the dice in Atlantic City. We're inviting anyone who already owns the game on Steam to help test Atlantic City on our public testing server starting October 3rd. All right, so I just have to pause that there. He said Flesh Casino 
it it's in the transcription on the like the text on the over the video um i'm not sure if that was intentional or if that was just a i mean fresh casinos flesh casino is that is that supposed to be in there weird right weird stuff um also i recommend if you haven't seen the videos yet go look at some of the visuals because the boardwalk, the casinos, the uh, the shiny lights, and the gangster-looking people leaning up against walls. I mean, there's all sorts of fun stuff in this. So, okay, so that's a lot of the information that we already knew about that. But there's more. But there's more. The developer diary goes into more detail. Check this out. Welcome back to another Fallout 76 developer deep dive. I'm your host, Lady Devitt, and I'm joined by a few of our Fallout 76 developers here. We've got senior quest designer, Ellis Tan. Hello there. And lead quest designer, Josh Moretto. Hey. And returning to our dev dives is our lead monetization designer, James Phillips. Howdy. So we get some of the team to chime in about what's actually going on here. And I'm not going to play the entire thing. The whole thing's like 14 minutes long. But I will pull out snippets of interesting details that might hint at some of the lore that we can expect, like this part right here. When we introduced Expeditions to Fallout 76, we started with the pit, which is a classic fan-favorite location, uh, which we felt would feel very distinct from the woods and hills of Appalachia. Uh, you know, everyone wanted to revisit the pit. Um, but when we looked to our next location, we want something that would feel as different from the pit as the pit did from Appalachia. And as a native New Jerseyan, I'd been hoping for a long time that we'd get a chance to introduce my home state to Fallout for the first time. All right, so I have to pause there. So a few things. Notice the change in music, the tone in music from the pit, which sounds all serious and dangerous, to Atlantic City, which sounds very film noir, jazzy, right? Different vibes. They also, in the video, and I also recommend going looking this up, it's called the Fallout 76 Atlantic City Boardwalk Paradise Paradise Developer Diary Part 1. Words are hard. Um, but the other thing I wanted to note in here is that in this video, they actually show some of the uh, some of the artwork that they were doing, some of the early design stuff that eventually probably makes it into the game, including a big whale, which I think is part of that whole sea creatures thing. But like the carcass of a whale hanging in one of the environments, I guess it's in that museum or something weird stuff some some really strange stuff it, that part specifically looked very dishonored too to me because there's that scene with the whale i don't know if you play through that but some cool stuff in the backgrounds and also a huge change to the vibe here he keeps talking here we go and atlantic city was the perfect opportunity for this quick segue since you just said that that's your home state josh what yes. does atlantic city look like in game versus what you're used to in real life uh, it's a lot more rundown, <laughs> which, which I think is understandable in the post-apocalypse. Uh, it's been through a lot. Um, the glitz and glamour of America's Playground is somewhat worse for wear, let's say. So speaking of like how rundown it is and everything, what happened to Atlantic City during the Great War and how did that shape it into the location that we're about to explore? Uh, well, no no place was untouched by the Great War. Atlantic City weathered better than most. Uh, it was a tourist destination. It had no real military or strategic value. So it wasn't a direct target when the bombs fell. And combined with some good disaster preparedness, uh, it helped keep things together in the aftermath. 
uh, by the time our players travel there, uh, Atlantic City has reached a tenuous stability with varying of its groups working together grudgingly to keep it as functional a place to live as they can. Uh, so jumping in here, we can see some more of the footage that they're showing in the background of the casinos. And the casinos actually look pretty well kept up. And he's talking about these different groups working together, uh, sort of. Very, very classic Fallout stuff. You've got different groups with different priorities and perspectives on what's going to make things work for them, or how much they want to cooperate with everyone else, because it's still the post-apocalypse. There's not a whole lot of everything to go around for everybody. So you can expect some of that for sure. Um, unlike a lot of settlements that we've seen in Fallout and in 76, uh, this is a place where people are living, uh, have entertainments, uh, functional power, water, uh, which is not to say that they're without their struggles. So there's some stuff going on here that doesn't always happen in other locations. I mean, if you think about how many locations in Fallout you know of that have power and water there's only so many that come to mind. Some of the cities, Diamond City, for example, maybe, or New Vegas, which also has that like casino thing going on, kind of film noir thing going on. So I, I, the more I dig into this, the more I get sort of a New Vegas vibe without them actually saying New Vegas. But of course, it's not in the desert. It's an island. It's on the East Coast. So it has a little bit of a different vibe there as well. So Ellis, tell us, how does Atlantic City compare to Expeditions in the Pit? Atlantic City is coming in two content releases. The first release includes two expeditions, very similar to the Pit. Um, and the second release includes one more expedition, as well as a variety of quests that you can do in Atlantic City. And you will be able to explore Atlantic City freely outside of uh, Expedition like sort of the traditional expedition content that we know of from the pit. So this is really good news because one of the things that a lot of people gave feedback for the pit on was, that's a weird sentence, I'm not going to go parse that, uh, was the fact that it was a new location, quote unquote, new location, but you could only really visit it by doing the expeditions, you couldn't actually run around, You couldn't. it didn't work like the regular part of the game. It seems like they've taken that feedback and shifted this some. Yes, you get two expeditions initially, and then a third one, which gets added on later, plus some other just quest lines and the ability to just explore the location because it looks like such a freaking cool location. Like I almost said low place, a freaking cool low place occasion. Uh, the longer I go on this episode, the more <laughs> my words don't work. I think I'm coming down with a cold. So uh, let's, uh, let's hope that's not a thing. All right. What else do we know about this from this interview? What about the factions? Well, Atlantic City is held together by three main factions. Uh, we have the municipal government, uh, who are keeping the power and lights and food working in Atlantic City. We have uh, the organized crime rackets of the family, uh, our, our sort of mobster organization. All right, pausing there. The the first group, the government group, they look like cowboys. They've got cowboy hats. They've got leather jackets. They're brown. New Vegas much? And then the mobsters all dressed up in suits and ties. Hmm. And then we've got a very chaotic 
kind of crazy uh, bunch of guild of entertainers uh, known as the showmen. And I love the outfits. Some of them are wearing like clown suits. This one lady has cow printed pants and a vest. I think this, I mean, this is the part that's more Nuka-Cola, like some of the crazy gangs. Um, all right. What else do we know? Uh, each of them controls something vital to the continued functioning of Atlantic City and its uh, tenuous stability. The government, as I said, keeps the power and water flowing. The family controls all of the vice, the gambling, the booze, the chems that, you know, people in the post-apocalypse kind of need to get through the day. And then the showmen run all of the entertainments, uh, and those range from mundane you know, stage performances, music, and singers, and so forth, uh, all the way to deadly games of chance and, and uh, high-risk game shows that the desperate of Atlantic City can take part in, uh, in a chance to make a better life for themselves and experience a bit of the high life. And I'm sure people are gambling on those too, just like the boxing matches that I mentioned earlier. Hmm. Makes sense. So they go on to talk about some of the things that are drawing you to this location and how you're going to work with some of these different factions because they have some goals that they are looking to hire you to go do and all of that kind of thing. But I'm interested, and I'm sure we'll find out more about that as we play through it. I'm interested to find out more about what are the enemies? I mean, we dealt with like trogs in the pit. So what exactly is going on here? In Atlantic City, the threat to the city itself comes from outside. Uh, Atlantic City is bordered uh, on one side by the ocean and on the other side by the dense forests of the New Jersey Pine Barrens, which in the aftermath of the Great War have uh, retaken territory that used to be uh, developed by people and have started to encroach on the city's borders. So he doesn't actually say it here, but I think he's talking about those mutant plant things and they show it in the video, almost like these Bigfoot looking silhouettes of these, I don't know, human plant like monsters. We don't get a real close look at them yet, but I'm sure we'll learn more as we get into this expansion. Now the video goes on and talks about some other things like a camp companion and some other stuff they're adding. Uh, but you're welcome to go check that video out and get some more details from them. This episode is mostly about, you know, learning what we can and speculating about this location and the lore behind it. Outside of the stuff I've detailed, I don't know anything else. I haven't dived into the PTS yet. And uh, as I usually do with this channel, I try to keep a certain amount of a distance from things so as not to spoil things before they happen. So I don't want to, I'm happy to speculate a little bit about some of the connections and inspiration and, uh, you know, tie back the real world stuff, but I don't want to uncover too much before people get a chance to experience it for themselves. But that's not to say I won't return, say, in a few months once this information is all you know, public and most people have an opportunity to play through it. So I hope you enjoyed this look at Atlantic City and its background and where things might be going with Fallout. Thank you for being here and have a wonderful week. I'll see you again next time. Stay safe out there. And if you happen to see a big wolf looking cryptid thing, I'd go the other way. All right. See you all later. Bye. To plug into everything else we're doing, check out robotsradio.net. Reach out to me on Twitter at robots underscore radio. Check out the Robots Radio Rocket Club where you can join me 
and a bunch of our other creators creating your podcast, starting a new podcast, or helping your current podcast grow. There's more information about that on robotsradio.net as well. And you can always talk with us and the entire community, over 2,000 people on the Robots Radio Discord. Come join us. We'd love to chat with you. See you guys next time.